always do it on my own, so I gotta get through it. And the only thing I know is to love what I'm doing. Never give up, never slow, till I finally prove it. Never listen to the nose. He who controls the past controls the future. He who controls the present controls the past. Welcome to another edition of Nobody's News. How are you doing, Broski? I'm pretty good. How are you, bro? Pretty good. Um, for those who are joining us for the first time, this is my co-host and brother, Zach. Um, I don't know why I added that in there. I just figured like we need to do a little bit more of a thing where it's like, hello, I'm your you know, host. You remember me. And I'm joined today by my co-host, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. maybe we'll do something like that. Because this might be the first video, you know, like after a short someone's seen. Yeah, maybe. Um, not if the algorithm has anything to say about it. The algorithm is absolutely bending us over a barrel. We're getting videos removed. I posted something. I mean, I guess it doesn't apply to the people watching this video because if they're watching this, then that means that they're subscribers or they keep up with our stuff. But on like Instagram, TikTok, all of that, we have a few hundred followers. And after that video got taken down, which before it had been taken down, it had like a one in four um, like ratio, which means like one out of every four people that had watched it out of a few hundred had liked it. Um, and I posted the picture saying, you know, this video got deleted. And then I was like, if you want to support us, like the algorithm is messing with us because it said um, like violent extremism was what it, it was just me talking about poor white people and saying, if you want if you want me to care about other groups, care about poor white people. The short's still up on our YouTube shorts. Um and yeah, violent extremism. So then I tell everyone, hey, go to our YouTube to support us because everyone's commenting on there like big tech. This is bull crap, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, go to our YouTube. Like three people did. And I appreciate those three people. But it's like out of hundreds of people that saw this, you know, 50 that liked it, many more that commented it, commented and were like, yeah, we got to we got to do something about big tech. I'm like, you guys can't do the simplest thing and go and. Support our channel, you know? So George Washington right now is having to come back from the dead and ask, what is an algo in our comment sections? <laughs> I know. And it's like, uh, um, the left does not have that problem. No. You po go watch anyone talking on the left and see the support. It is, you know, people can make fun of them, hive mind, cult-like, whatever. They support stuff that they believe in. I will say that people on the right, they love, they'll comment, they'll like, all the stuff, yeah, anti-establishment. And then you try to get them to do one thing that takes two seconds, clicking a link and then going and subscribing because they're like, you, yeah, uh, good luck in your fight against big tech, brother. And I'm like, you can help. Go subscribe. That literally helps us. That's the only way to help us beat the algorithm. And they don't. So um, anyway, I'll quit complaining about that. That doesn't apply to anyone watching this, our, our faithful few who are here um, as, as this thing's getting started and growing. We appreciate you. Uh, hopefully one day we'll be big enough where we'll have thousands of people in the chat. So people will feel inclined to put um, OG listener at the beginning, um, but maybe not. Maybe this will crash and burn and we'll all die of cancer from wrecked trains. I don't know. <laughs> Bird flu. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's we're going <laughs> to get into some of that stuff in the notes because he may be on the verge of another pandemic. Um, 
But real quick on the top, you got anything going on? Um, and then I got just a few things I wanted to hit before we get right into current events. No, the most exciting part of my day was coming in from work, staying awake for over an hour to watch a shark versus tuna documentary and not <laughs> see any sharks pretty much get any tuna. You know, I, I just want to see 800 pound tuna get eaten by a shark. Like, is it too much to ask? But no, my I, life's been pretty boring. <laughs> I can't believe how interesting that actually sounds. You were saying that like it's a nerdy thing. And I was just like, what is this documentary? We gotta, <laughs> I got to see that. I love nature documentaries. Oh, I do too. It's just, you know, you know, I, I'm staying awake. I'm tired. But I'm like, I saw this right before I came home. I'm like, I'll, I really want to watch. I couldn't stop thinking about it. I stay awake till like 9 a.m. And it's like, well, who what did a, it? Was it National the, Geographic, you know? But uh, well, like uh, was, what what service was it on? You, uh, you YouTube. Oh, I wonder if there's well, I guess they can show animals getting killed. Oh, yeah. And it shows like fishermen bringing stuff in and it getting just devoured, you know, by bull sharks and tiger sharks and all sorts of stuff. But uh, yeah. Well, did you see that video that's going around of the, the guy in Australia who jumps in the water and then the shark comes and tries to get him? And oh. you haven't seen this great. <laughs> no. white video? Oh, well, I'll show um, I'll post it. I'll post on the thing. I was going to use it as a final segment, but it really kind of doesn't fit as a final segment. So I'll just show it to you here because this is on the topic. But that's a bummer that they didn't do any uh, anyone getting or any tuna getting eaten. Yeah, I mean, all all of the sharks fast enough to catch the tuna aren't big enough, and it, <laughs> it's like weak tuna or like tuna getting caught and. Yeah, and it's just like you kept telling me like this is the the shark that you know the the tiger shark's big enough to get the tuna, but then it's like after explaining the whole tiger shark, it's like oh it isn't fast enough to actually catch the <laughs> yellowfin tuna, and it's like so it's just here for leftovers or and turtles it ate a turtle. That's like nobody wants to watch a, a scavenger shark. We want to watch like a violent yeah. collision between forces of nature. Or know? just tell me it's sharks eating turtles and fishermen's catches. You know? Yeah. I just, I love sharks. That's one of what, my biggest fears, biggest fascinations. The uh, best part was a guy spearing a tuna and then spearing it again and fighting the, this big thing. And then he's a, uh, or he's a spear fisherman just freed, free diving with a snorkel. And then he's like fighting the sharks off, getting the thing on the boat. Absolutely awesome. It, so I guess that was worth it, but yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's one of those documentaries sounds like where there's a lot of documentary for not a lot of payoff. Like yeah. it keep, gives you just enough at moments where you're about to turn it off and it keeps you going. Yeah. But I'll, um, yeah, I'll show you. Look at this video. I got it. <laughs> no, I'm going to, I'll go to the stairs. Mark, Mark. You need to get to the steps. What? Get, get, get to the stairs. <laughs> what is it? Mark, just get to the stairs. Can you imagine? Dude, and that's not... Like, bull sharks kill more people and stuff, but great whites, those are the scary sharks. They just look so much more intimidating than any of the other sharks. But it was smart to go here to the the pier, the little post. That's smart. I've, I've thought about that, like, if an animal's trying to get you. But, dude, it's still coming after him. That's what, the second time I watched this, I saw that it was still chasing him, and I was like, oh, that's what would be terrifying. He's like, this thing's not going to leave me alone. It's not just curious. And his buddies are just sitting up there. Yeah, just waiting to watch and see if he gets torn to pieces. But this drove me crazy. 
how does he take so long in these steps? I would be, I don't know, I would have already, sh I'm, my fat hind end would have already shimmied up one of these poles, dude. I don't think but I'm he's just sitting steps. here in the water. I'm like, have you ever seen Jaws <laughs> or any shark movie ever? That's always, oh, we're safe now. And then that's when the shark jumps up and gets him. It must have been under the jetty and they came out of Boys, sit down, sit down. Dude, I wish is... they'd gotten a video from up top. I got they it. Too. But dude, is that not crazy? That is insane and terrifying. <laughs> I mean, just seeing anything out in the water, even not knowing what it is, just helpless. So, yeah, I mean, my goodness. There really is something, even in a big pool, it's like a, a registered fear, but I don't know anyone who's comfortable just in a deep body of water. In a pool, you know there's nothing in there. You still don't like just the... I've thought about that, um, doing like swimming to get ready for MARSOC and the military and stuff, just in the pool every single day for hours and hours and just kind of taking a break, lounging in the deep water of the pool where it's, you know, only 16 and a half feet, but you're just like, there's something eerie about it. <laughs> That's because something like that, that is thousands of pounds could be just under the surface. Yeah. I guess it's and just we haven't evolved DNA. to, yeah, get up past that, I guess. Well, it's probably good. I always, I saw that a woman was killed by a bull shark in uh, freshwater. And I think it was Florida, probably. Yeah, the brackish water, and, and then they f swim up the like rivers and stuff. Yeah. Oh, this chick, she got killed uh, like on a jet ski. Like she was jet skiing. Yeah. Uh, what? Funny story. One of my buddies in the Marine Corps, he was from uh, Florida, and he said that like if you were like running around on jet skis, they would take go from like rivers all the way out to to the ocean, and sharks would come through and be curious of like what a jet ski was, and they'd mm -hmm. like poke at the uh, jet ski. Really? And, yeah, curiously trying to like see see what it was. So even like I guess not while they're they're going, but when they kind of stop, and I guess that's true. People on jet it's skis they'll stop and just hang out. Yeah. And there's other, I've never been on a jet ski on the back. You're not in the water, are you? Like, you're fully on a you're up, thing. Yeah, I guess there's a... Actually, yeah, one's a jet ski, and what's the other type? I guess there's the one you stand on where you're kind of in the water, and then I don't... I'm not a water guy, so yeah, I don't even I don't know, know the types, but... Either way, no, it was a shark can get enough that. force to... I mean, you see him come out of the water enough. Even a bull shark could jump, flop up on the side and rip your foot off on a jet ski, so... Yeah, and that's where they're, they're just being curious, but, you know, a curious mm -hmm. little nibble. Yeah. Well, I don't... Your arm or leg is gone. Yeah, I don't hate sharks or think they're evil. I get why they're doing it. It's the same as us eating chickens, but still, I don't want to be the chicken. No. <laughs> so I put myself in positions where I don't have to. Serrated curved teeth. I'm good. Yeah. Well, it's crazy. You always see, like, in nature documentaries, like... A lion's razor sharp claws, uh, you know, a shark with its rows of teeth. It never looks that intimidating. Like you look at a bear's claws or a, a lion's claws, and I'm always thinking like it doesn't look that sharp or anything. But then you see someone who got swiped by it. You're like you have to must... attach the power behind it, and that's when it's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, an interesting start to the show. Um, so. I was listening to Tim Pool as I was, I was going to the gym today, and I guess in West Virginia, gambling's still illegal. I mean, all this stuff isn't in our current events, but just, I was, I was trying to think, like, why, what's even, from the beginning, why would you make gambling illegal? Bible is it, Belt? Which is, West Virginia it makes it, you think it used to, Everyone belt, used to, like, everyone looked at it as it was kind of a bad thing. Was it just the Christianity thing? Or I was thinking that with crypto, is that part of, like, some, they want to control wealth. They don't want people to become millionaires and wealthy overnight. Or is that 
two out there. Maybe I guess casinos. Not a lot of people are getting yeah, wealthy to where it like changes their life. But I was just thinking like if you make gambling acceptable, somebody could. Sure, most people will fail, 99.9%, but you'll have that one person who pu- puts it all on Tiger Woods and then becomes a billionaire overnight or a millionaire and then wrecks the whole system. Yeah, it's kind of like the uh, soda, you know, where people ban, or the uh, government bans soda, and it's like, what reasoning? Because you, they don't actually care about people being healthy, right? And so what is the ulterior motive behind this? You know, it religions like social norms because people have always been at gambling so mm-hmm. i don't know man i don't know it's just so stupid to me especially in like a based state like people, west virginia where they're like we're not getting the vax oh but you can't have a home poker game it's so stupid people will say oh that's ridiculous no i was i was looking into it they actually take it very seriously even if you have a home game it's they don't mess around in west virginia it's like yeah. it's so backwards but um Oh yeah, one more thing Roll about the us. state. <laughs> yeah, one more thing about our video getting banned. It was part. It was the same part of the clip that our our new black fan <laughs> had commented on and said he agreed with. So I wanted to point that out. I thought it was funny. We have a black fan, and uh, that I was or I'll bleep that out. My uh, my girlfriend was saying that I was going to get in trouble for posting that where. Um, I took our black fan talking about us and then I went outside and I was like, I can say, and then I cut off and showed me with a bag of peas on my head. Everyone in the hood is getting from point A to point B. Everyone in the hood has experienced. I completely agree with you, brother. Uh, I don't know where you stand on the, you know, (laughs) I thought you were a white nationalist at first, but listening to you, I mean, you seem to get it. You seem to understand. We have a black fan. That means I can. I can say no. Was it the hard R? Yeah, it was the hard R. Anyone who's curious in that, go to our shorts and you'll see it. But uh, yeah, violent extremism and saying it was bull. I appealed it, then it came back and it said it was bullying against marginalized groups. And I'm like, our black fan likes it. <laughs> but and clearly it was funny. It's humor. Yeah. It's joking around. I don't know, man. Yeah, well, I thought that I, I was telling you. I don't want to fall into the the leftist trap where they look at blacks as pets and they're like, and I don't, I am too poor and, you know, not privileged (laughs) enough like all these liberal woke people to, uh, to do that. I've, you know, just interacted with black people in my everyday life because I'm right there with them. We live in a class-based system, not a race-based system. But I was thinking with all the animosity and we're focused on politics so much, higher education, constantly hearing about animosity. And I'm like, it is nice having a black fan. It's nice. He's like told me, he's like, if no black person's told you this today, man, I love you, brother. And I was like, I, I'm not falling into that trap of like, oh, tokenizing someone. But it yeah. is nice being like, it feels good. I like making peace. You know what I mean? Yeah. And from someone that we don't know from the Marine Corps or work or something, you know, yeah. just some random dude, you know? It's yeah. just like, there we go. It does add an there extra element. There is a good element. common I, man out there. Yeah. I, I mean... <laughs> I normally wouldn't care, but I think because it's so there's so much racial tension now, it is kind of like, oh, this is nice. It's a nice break. But um, anyway, moving on from that, uh, I almost died at the gym today. I have you ever choked to where on water where you couldn't swallow the water? Hmm. Because I, I don't think so. Actually, I've choked plenty of times where it's like in the pool, and then you swallow it, and then you. You cough and you're fine. Today, I was on my my final workout, 
and uh, or, yeah, my final workout, I was going to work out traps and then go home. I was doing shoulders and uh, I took a sip of water after my set. I was walking to go change it out and I had a whole mouthful of water choked. This is the first time this has ever happened to me. I couldn't swallow. I couldn't do anything. And it just hit me in a split second. I was like, this water's coming out of my mouth. It was so embarrassing. There's a hot girl right beside me using, I was using the Smith machine. She was right next to me. There were two dudes. I mean, it was packed gym and just, just spewed water everywhere. Like a, a puddle all around me. Not like I coughed up water. Like I had a full mouth. I was chugging it like a fat little pig boy. Just gunk, gunk, gunk. And you- then... You could have been on an internet compilation video. I'm out of water. Yeah, it was embarrassing. So <laughs> with circus music. Yeah, I felt bad because after I just, I mean, there was a big puddle. There was a full mouthful of water, and instead of cleaning it up because they were out of paper towels, I went over to the garbage can, coughed my lungs out some more. Was gonna grab paper towels to clean it up. There were none, so I walked back, grabbed my stuff, and left. <laughs> I was like, I am not dealing with the consequences. Well, that's just of this. the American thing to do. Yeah, I was looking. There's. Uh, surprising there's like a few thousand people that die of choking every year so the threat's never zero i don't think anyone chokes on water but i've always I think a lot of people choke on water <laughs> well <laughs> they pools. don't die on water yeah while drowning is different true I'm yeah. talking about on land oh yeah <laughs> yeah but i that would be such a bad way to go um another thing listening to podcasts at the gym that just and again these are just things that were on the top of my mind i don't really have anything prepped for them but um so the right keeps talking a lot. I keep hearing about the state of disrepair we have in our railroads and infrastructure bills and stuff. Since when does like since when does the right not care about free market values? I keep hearing this from right-leaning people or liberty-leaning people, libertarian-leaning people talking about, we're giving money to Ukraine, but look at how messed up our, our railroads were. Um, regardless of whether the railroads are need repair or whether Ukraine, you know, we're dropping bags of money there. Biden just went over again and dropped a bunch of money, bags of money. <laughs> um, like, isn't it the rail company's responsibility? Why, why did the gut, why is that those two things? They're not related. The government should have nothing to do with the rail companies. It's messed up if they're, they're not practicing, if they're not maintaining their equipment and their rails. And I agree that the people should strike there and go through those chains, but that's free market. I don't, I don't want the government come being responsible. I don't want them even being in the conversation of infrastructure with railroads and stuff like that. You're talking about public roads and stuff. Sure. But we're talking about private rail companies and just some for moving like military supplies across the country. But you know, other than, than that, it's already highly regulated, you know, and then our dad works for railroad companies. And then they're of course, just trying to pinch pennies everywhere work everyone to a bone cut costs at absolutely every corner. And then this still happens on top of all of the government like regulation. I mean, guys that are actually driving trains to be like touching stuff every 60 seconds. So, you know, pressing a button or, you know, they don't do that. They'll just not be a train conductor anymore. Sorry, but keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Free uh, market. And, uh, I don't know. All the Ohio stuff is, is dumb anyways. And we're, Barely even talking about it, I guess. And yeah, it's barely, I guess, a climate crisis when every single thing is a climate crisis. That's not a climate crisis, I guess. So, well, there was I don't some, know what to think with any of this. It's just like everything. Yeah, I decided not to, to cover it today because it's kind of out there. But there were um, apparently a bunch of that explosion that happened at a factory, I think, in Tennessee. No, no, no. There was, was I can't remember where, but. 
basically five inspectors from the EPA were going to investigate it, and then their plane crashed. <laughs> and it's just like, come on. It's so weird. Yeah. Um, real quick. I mean, Can you pause I, the time real quick? Yeah. I, well, unless you got something to say, because I'm trying to find um, – I forgot to save the video uh, from my phone, but there's a, a TikTok – video that i wanted to show for the next thing um oh well um i guess we will put it into the next section um yeah but they were uh they were killed uh people are saying that they well people are saying that they were killed it wasn't a plane crash but yeah i i think that um if you deregulated a lot of the air uh, the railroad stuff well, then that would make them competitive with global companies because Europe, Asia, they have a very, a very sophisticated rail system. Those companies would come over here and make a ton of money, and then our U.S. companies would have to compete. But you know, yeah, I, I would have to look into uh, their their companies. Though, are they really uh, like how private of entities are they over there? I don't know, but point is, I mean, bringing over, okay, a company says we're going to bring over some of these engineers. That's what we did in World War II. We brought over a ton of these other countries' smart people. Yeah. Um, so I think that the free market could easily solve that problem. And, Before and after. Yeah. Um, and then I just tried to look up, so we're going to skip it today, but there's a big pharma video. In fact, I'll just um, tell you what it is. So basically Britain, the U.K., they're having this big push of high blood pressure medication that they're pushing to people as kind of a, a risk-reducing factor for heart, heart attacks and stroke following COVID, COVID vaccine, all of that stuff. So I just thought it was interesting. It kind of, like we talk about, you know, COVID, conspiracy, all that stuff, making money, big pharma. I was like, how handy is it that you know, they say bombs are the best, the best product because they're expensive and you can only use them once. But as far as pharmaceuticals, if you have this giant vaccine push, and then if you got the vaccine and you're at risk for strokes and heart attacks, sure, there's some initial backlash, but then you have these people hooked on high blood pressure medication for the rest of their lives. That's, I mean, you're talking about trillions of dollars over the course of, you know, the next 20, 30 years. And then you talk about the vaccine being a permanent thing. So that's why the whole time, <laughs> like what mainstream push has there been for everyone to get in better shape, you know, clean up their uh, diet, not yeah. be at, at risk for COVID and all of these other things. Instead, it's, hey, take this. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> hey, how you know that. the government doesn't care about people and doesn't care about people being healthier, which makes me think, OK, well, why are they in involved in this if they don't actually care about us being healthy? Money is the easiest, you know, um, what law is it where the uh, crap I, sh I should know this where in the lack with you know in with the lack of evidence the simplest solution is often the the most likely whatever that rule is um occam's razor yeah that's what it is occam's razor the uh in philosophy the problem solving principle that recommends searching for ex ex explanations constructed with the smallest possible set of elements so that's you know occam's razor yeah um, you know, money, that's the big motivator for the government because money can be translated into power across the globe. 
Um, so yeah, I just thought that was interesting and, uh, yeah, I have nothing to base that off of other than, hmm, how convenient that now the same company that created the vaccine is also giving you the, uh, cure to what that vaccine may or may not do. And in a few years, they might need something else. Who knows? Yeah. Just a line of product for us to all buy. Yeah. And four, five, six, seven, eight boosters. Who knows? Aren't we already on eight? <laughs> yeah. Well, since we're on the topic of this, let's just skip right to the avian flu thing, and we'll come back for the other stuff. Um, there could be, I'm hearing rumblings of the avian flu being the next pandemic. Um, bird flu death in Cambodia. This is according to Euro, Euro News. Um, bird flu death in Cambodia. How worried... Should we be about H5N1 spilling over into humans? An 11-year-old girl has died from bird flu in Cambodia's first known human case of H5N1 since 2014, according to health officials who said her father had also been affected. Um, most human cases around the world have involved direct contact with infected poultry, but cases have recently recorded, been recorded in various mammals, reviving fears the virus could mutate to spread more easily to humans. After all this weirdness with the chicken we covered a few episodes ago, I'm just like, okay, they're setting it up for the avian flu is going to be the next pandemic. And I think that they're so lazy and it worked so well the first time, they're not even going to change anything. They're just going to do the same stuff. Why? They'll change a few things, but why change the model? Yeah. And if people are scared and they'll just listen to whatever authority tells even if them what they need to think, nobody like. Everyone complied. Everyone stayed locked down. Everyone towards the end, you had some people who were like, I'm going to open my business. I'm going to be do this. Some sheriff said, I'm not going to enforce the laws. But for the most part, we complied. Yeah. Both so, sides. yeah. So I don't know what the what the end game of that. Um, we still don't know what the end game of COVID truly was, what was really going on and what was accomplished. But yeah, we'll see. That probably is just going to be the next big thing. Avian flu. And then and they're watch priming this be us way more powerful. <laughs> yeah. They're just getting us ready to accept it now. Um, so let's see. Biden says he does not anticipate China providing weapons to Russia. Um, this is a new news. So first I'll go to China is and has been helping prop Russia up economically. So Hong Kong. In the, in the new year since... <clears throat> In the years since the Russian invasion of Ukraine, Moscow has been hit by unprecedented Western sanctions and shut out of much of the global economy. But China, which has declared no limits to its friendships with its northern neighbor, has thrown the Kremlin an economic lifeline, tempering the impact of its banishment from the global financial system. Underscoring the closeness of the relationship, China's top diplomat, Wang Yi, met President Vladimir Putin during a visit to Moscow on Wednesday. The Wall Street Journal reported that Chinese President Xi Jinping and Putin could hold a summit in Moscow in April or early May, which they said they're going to do. Here are the three ways in which China, the world's biggest buyer of commodities and a financial and technological powerhouse, has been propping up the Russian economy. Um, buying its energy. That's one. Um, replacing Western suppliers. Um, and providing an alternative to the U.S. dollar. So all economic Technology, things. Machining. Yeah. And there's been talks. They said that they may be supplying weapons, but um, according to Breitbart, Biden says he does not anticipate China providing weapons to Russia, but he also <laughs> was confused President and thought we were talking about Mexico. 
and uh, thought it was eight, uh, 1985 still. <laughs> yeah, his thought that the Soviet Union still existed. Um, U.S. President Joe Biden said Friday that he does not anticipate a major initiative uh, from China to provide weapons to Russia and its war against Ukraine. His comments come days after the Secretary of State Antony Blinken told CBS that China was considering providing lethal support to Moscow, ranging from ammunition to the weapons themselves. Um, I mean, what does it really matter? Like, okay, they drop a bunch of money to buy weapons or they just give them weapons. It doesn't matter. Like, it's all the same. It doesn't matter. Economic, there's a shroud of lethal support. It's all optics. You know, lethal support or non-lethal support. I, it doesn't matter. They're supporting them. They're supporting Russia. We're supporting Ukraine. It's a proxy war. Every definition of proxy war. And with all the uh, sanctions, they're just buying more stuff. <clears throat> My bad. <clears throat> more more stuff from uh, them. So, I mean, who? I mean, this is. It it, it didn't take a. Oh my goodness, I can't remember what uh this the stupid little balls that you see the future in crystal balls. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, it doesn't take a crystal ball to, <laughs> to have seen this uh, coming. So. Yeah, well, it's just it's so and annoying. It, just keep going. It's all it's such a stupid optics play. Everyone's just focused on these dumb optics. Like uh, now we're ramping things up again optically. Um, so let's see. U.S. plans to drastically incre- increase troop numbers in Taiwan. This is according to the Daily Wire. Um, to send between 100 and 200 troops to Taiwan in the coming months. That's not going to change anything. And there's you know 30 troops stationed there. It's all optics it's all because also china's china would let us know if u.s troops are are there that they're going to attack well they might not let us know they don't want a a hot war with the u.s so how they react to that taiwan situation they don't want to kill americans but if they did decide to go to war regardless of that one to two hundred troops isn't going to do anything it's all optics it's to make it look like we're doing something hard when in reality if Taiwan gets attacked, we'll pull those troops out immediately. Or maybe we'll just go to war and use those people as a sacrifice and an excuse to then go to war and have another Iraq. It's not enough people to, to do anything, though, except for little site security for some of their missiles and radar stations. Yeah, I know. So I get why it's why it would be a thing. Because it's okay, we're going to disincentivize China from attacking. But A, you're just leaving those guys as lambs to the shot, slaughter, potentially. That's and B... Yeah, and in the end, one to two hundred troops. Um, I, I don't know what it's designed designed to do. Um, I mean, in conjunction with you know setting up some naval bases in the you know Philippines, I'm sure they're also going to set up some infrastructure there. Like it, it didn't say naval bases or anything, but I'm sure they'll set up you know more radar and you know anti shipping missiles like systems that that we have. And then have way more people sitting over in, in the Philippines. Yeah. For the next well, I was kind of, I went down a path on this where, why do we care about Taiwan? I get the infrastructure, but then I was thinking, we only care about the in- infrastructure because we've lost our own self-reliance. Like, why, why are we sitting here worried about losing our, our chip manufacturer? Let's just start right now pulling all that stuff over. Because um, honestly, who, we ideally, who gives, who gives a damn about that side of the world? Um, it just takes I, a long time. Well, yeah. Well, why aren't we on the I North mean, 10 or no, no, no? That's the um, we've given hundreds oh, yeah, of billions of dollars to Avery. Ukraine. There's we a giant um, the uh, the uh, giant Intel plant over there by a Ben Ben Avery is a, a giant chip chip factory being built. 
you know, they've been working on it for a year, and it, it's a giant thing, but it takes years to a build, and they'll have to get it up and running. So, I mean, that's kind of the problem. You're with, telling me it with, would take years. Look at how quickly we ramped things up in World War II when we needed to convert factories to make bullets and stuff. No, if this was considered a, a national security threat, which it is, they could easily, all the money we've blown on Ukraine, this could be done like that. We're completely off of the. This is also different than World War uh, Two because, like, in World War Two, we already had, we were the manufacturing headquarters. It was just. You know, in the years prior to it, in the late 30s, starting to slowly tailor stuff to be like, hey, can you make a tank? Hey, can you make an aircraft? Hey, can you make all this stuff? We just don't, we don't even have that base anymore. I mean, yeah, true. But this I just is feel super like complicated we... stuff. It's, you know, back in the day, we were making computers with gears. It was, you know, on battleships, the computers for targeting was all with gears and stuff. It was super intricate. And then, you know, now we have to make little tiny, you know, chips that are just, a magnifying glass and computer has to drop little tiny micro pieces. I mean, well, a few years. Well, then we should have been doing this a long time ago, but we definitely yeah. should be doing 100%, it now. Because ideally, I don't care. I, I kind of, I'm fine with China being being powerful. I'm fine with other countries being powerful. I don't want an American monolith. Not because I think that America is not the best country in the world. It absolutely is. I wish the entire world had the same ideology as America, or you know, somewhat centered around individual liberty, but I don't want America to have all the power because our government is one of the most corrupt governments, not explicitly like all these other countries just because they can't, but we have... Governments are just yeah, super corrupt in so general. They, you know, I guarantee you a lot of our politicians, if they were, if they had the opportunity to act like Saddam Hussein's son, they <laughs> would. Like, give them that power, they would. So I don't... Yeah, I don't want that. I want them to be checked. If us, if we, the people aren't checking them, at least, you know, I know that they're not going to go crazy and, you know, enslave the entire world if there's someone, some other thing balancing out our corrupt government. Yeah, it's all about resources, obviously, just like back then, you know, it's we want to make sure we have the pylons all, all the way over to like Singapore and stuff with because, you know, the mm -hmm. all of the rubber and stuff in the world's over there and then. I mean, just massive amounts of, you know, fuel and iron ore and everything over there. Yeah. Can you pause the time real quick? Yep. Yeah. I'm going to, I agree with all that, but I'm going to go pee real quick and make sure the camera's still on. All right. Well, yeah, before we move on to the next thing, then uh, you said, so we're putting up bases in uh, the Philippines. Do you, I, I just briefly glanced at the article. Is this like a, a thing that is happening or is it a thing that may happen? Yeah, the deal was finalized at the beginning of the month. We've been working on it, I guess, for the past couple years, trying to get more uh, bases there because we obviously had a bunch of people there up until, what, the 80s, you know? Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so like four separate bases now uh, all on the coast, two in the east, two, two in the west, and then up to it said 15,000 people and and of course the uh, government's just like this is <laughs> this is not permanent this is about places not people this just gives us more you know access for our navy in the zone and to respond to natural disasters and all this other stuff but no it's just slow form <laughs> the america is just colonizing the world peacefully yeah. which in some ways i'm fine with and in other ways again it comes down to i love american values and individual liberty being spread I hate the American military industrial complex being spread. Why do we need, like, well, that's the one place that we did colonize. I mean, or, I mean, we've been other places. I mean, that's like the one main place, you know, back in, boy, 
I should have looked at it. I, I, you know, uh, yeah, no. That have been, I, I guess, the been you know, 1800s. Mm-hmm. You know, we hammered them in, in a war. Um, but I don't know, man. Uh, the It just never ceases to grow. And we pulled out of there 30 years ago. Then we're back. And yeah. it's like, where does this ever stop? It's just like, we're, we're going to keep posturing. Well, and then up in Ukraine, like, that's happening at the same exact time. And... Ah, man, I'm messing up so bad right here. Sorry. No, <laughs> no, you're doing so fine. Hard. It's it's like I said earlier, you know, maybe far, big, you know, pharmaceuticals are the second best product, but bombs are the number one best product. Yeah. They, you know, they're expensive and you only have to use them once. So all of this just seems like more, I mean, it doesn't seem like we're, we're there to do anything good, maybe in the fight against China. But again, I'm fine with China being powerful. I don't want us involved in China. The reason we care about Taiwan don't get it twisted. It's not because our government cares about the people of Taiwan. It's because we have economic interest in Taiwan yeah. and manufacturing interests. So, and just a few like years ago, it was is the or are the Philippines? Are they going to move into China's like sphere of influence? So, yeah, I don't know, man. Me neither. But um, things. Cl- well, actually, one more thing. Uh, did you see it? North Korea is launching more missiles. <laughs> yeah. I guess I should have organized these things in the chat and ended off with stuff. Yeah, let's see. Um, Insane. North Korea test fires four cruise missiles to demonstrate nuclear combat force. State media claims. North Korea test fired strategic cruise missiles off its eastern coast on Friday to demonstrate the war posture of the Democrat or DPRK nuclear combat force. What does that mean? Um, DPR, I mean, K's Korea, it's the Republic, Republic of Korea, DP, I don't know. Um, either way, um, four Hawassal 2 missiles were fired from the Kim Sheikh City and traveled about 1,240 miles before landing in the sea. Uh, so that's not good. We often forget, yeah, there's a picture of it, we often forget about Korea in these talks, but um, yeah, who do you think they're going to be backing <laughs> Russia and China or us? The I mean, we're geared up for a real, a real, oh, not so quiet on the Western Front situation. Yeah. I finished that movie the other day. I don't know. I'll at least take that over Ukraine, but I just don't want us to be involved with all this. Or Again, sure, take our side of the, of the Pacific. You know, that is our domain, but we got two different theaters that we're getting more and more involved well, in. Be, we're, we're friend, we're we already hitting. have bases in Japan. Mm-hmm. We're friends with Japan. Let's just support Japan in strengthening their own area. That way... Well, sh- we're also doing that. <laughs> I know, but let's just, and let's just focus there. We don't need to be involved. Ch- Japan's our ally there. Japan can... South Korea's our ally. Let's support them. Make sure they're strong. And then our in- they look out for our interests in Asia. And wash your hands of, exactly free of Ukraine. Just completely yeah, wash who, your hands free We of already, NATO exists. That's Europe's problem. I don't care about yeah. Ukraine, Russia. We should be completely uninvolved. Let NATO, all these countries that care so much in NATO, let them, how much money has Germany given to them? Oh, no, they've just been buying Russian fuel. So, yeah, the rest of the world can just, pardon my French, fuck off. Yeah. I'm, I'm just over it all. But um, moving here closer to our borders... Um, well, within our borders, a real I told you so moment. Um, and believe me, I do not take joy in this. Um, leftist group targets Republican election lawyers. 
Um, this is, I don't know how credible the site is, Republican National Lawyers Association. Um, but I know this is true that this is happening. On Monday, Axios reported that a leftist dark money group is looking to target Republican lawyers that were involved in litigation surrounding the 2020 election. Also, um, they're coming after Carrie Lake's lawsuit. Um, the group is hoping to starve out any future efforts of legal talent. Um, the 65 Project is targeting 111 attorneys in 26 states who are involved in some degree, to some degree, in efforts to challenge or reverse 2020 election results. They include lawyers at large national firms with many partners and clients and lawyers at smaller regional firms. They're also doing um, midterm elections now, like the Kerry Lake one. And again, I don't like that, but... It's like I said, first off, we talked about George Soros last week, how much money he's putting into this, how the entire, we've talked about it before, legal system is co-opted. And then these people, like the Kerry Lakes, like the Trumps, the Kraken, they go out, they delegitimize the entire thing, and look, look how it backfires. Now, they're just, the left is putting the nail in the coffin. Why? Because they went out and they didn't perform. They didn't produce. Sure, they got Donald Trump got a bunch of support, got a bunch of people riled up. Carrie Lake got a bunch of new followers and a bunch of really solidified her base. People Look what donated. happens to the country. Look what happens to the movement. It is fucked. Now, good luck going forward trying to do lawsuits. Good job, guys. Congratulations. And eventually, people aren't going to believe that there are wolves. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, so that's exactly what I said would happen. What I've been predicting for months has happened, and it's going to talk about hurting democracy, hurting the republic, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this is not good because now the legal system's, you know, held together duct tape as it is. It's already just a, a ridiculous, you know, kangaroo court nonsense, and just the little bit of legitimacy it had left just got shot in the back of the head. And, you know, I... Uh, the. I already had a bunch of dis distrust in it. I mean, at uh, this point, if you have a good defense, you can get out of a lot of things. I don't know. Everything's just upside down. And how do we even have faith in that institution anymore? How do we have faith? And again, where are the good, pe like legal people on our side, hammering stuff and like fighting back, going against social media? And instead, they're doing stuff where is that the five looks step good plan? in the media. <laughs> Where's the five-step plan by Carrie Lake? Right now, by Donald Trump, right now, where are their plans with very specific measures to secure future elections? Where are they? I haven't seen any of them. They're doing these court lawsuits, making media headlines. Where are their actual plans to secure elections moving forward? Or in 2024, guess what? We're just going to hear about it being corrupt. Why? Because both sides love no one having faith in the elections because then they can constantly complain whenever their side loses and then they can use that to prop up a bunch of money, a bunch of mobilization of the bases, mobilizing new voters. It is all political theater, but people go along with it. I know because when I was posting about that Carrie Lake stuff, everybody in the comments just calling me a, a libtard saying, oh, so we should just give up our democracy, all this stuff. And I, I gave up on trying to re respond reasonably, but no, I said, th think farther than your dicks as we've said with lots of other things this is what happens so i don't know i'm over it um yeah congratulations now we're screwed nobody will learn their lesson and we will just keep giving more power to the charlatans as long as they have our name or our letter our team's letter in front of them yeah we support them at all costs even if they tear the entire system down even the good parts and Oh, actually, I take that back. They're not tearing down the system. They're just tearing down their side of the system. Yep. 
you know, and keep circling the drain. Yep. And no one to have any faith in the systems. And like the authoritarians love this. The side that's on the side of the, you know, authoritarian. We keep, I don't know why the right seems to think that they just, if they do the same thing, they, if they react to the left by acting like a right version of the left, then somehow they will win. That's not the way it works because it's two fundamentally different worldviews and ideologies. You can't just say, okay, screw it. We'll burn it down when at all cost. No, because that is the problem with the other side. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that's why the human nature and, you know, a dumbed down populist, maybe that's why the other side will always be more powerful. But either way, I stand against it. But uh, moving on to less serious news. Well, depending on who you are. Um, Alex Baldwin, charges dropped, but prosecutors should throw the whole thing out, it says. Um, so let's see, an embarrassing setback, in an embarrassing setback, New Mexico prosecutors have had to drop the five-year enhanced sentencing provision they charged against actor Alec Baldwin, whom they've criminally charged in the tragic accidental shooting of Helena Hutchkin, Hutchins on a movie set. Fox News reporters Fox News reported this development on Monday. Baldwin, 64, will now face a maximum of 18 months of an 18-month sentence if he is convicted on involuntary manslaughter charges. He he's getting off scot-free here. Abs like this whole thing's going to get thrown out. The elites never pay. Yeah, just because so the DA messed up <laughs> that a statute wasn't in when the at the time that the crime was committed or whatever, just some dumb oversight and you're just like is that on purpose like like are, are you really that like did did that really just go over your head like or do you now have a lamborghini a, a, a beach house in fiji and you'll never have to work again in two years like probably know, the latter i'd say or something akin to that you said it earlier we live in a class-based system <laughs> yeah and people who are in the upper class do not have to face consequences and even if in the public eye people don't don't, don't like them for the rest of his life, he'll have private, exclusive places to go for the rest of his life and driven around by off-duty cops mm -hmm. and, you know, up-armored SUV. Like, just, I mean, just, he'll yeah. never, ever pay for this. <laughs> yeah, although they can, the court of public opinion can damage people, but, I mean, it has damaged people. Some people it can't damage, though. That actually ties us into our next thing, talking about South Park. Um, he's so rich or true again if he cares about the people he's so old though at this point like he doesn't care you know well he's also already made his money but like if you're yeah. an upcoming actor oh yeah know, this could really screw you the court of public opinion people well, getting made canceled. hundreds of millions and then has businesses yeah. and clothes, all sorts of ventures yeah. well that's like the yeah, South Park will be fine too um, moving into that so all the brutal shots South Park took at Prince Harry and Meghan Markle um so in a recent South Park episode titled The Worldwide Privacy Tour, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle were brutally mocked. Um, oh, crap. Have I been recording the Zoom meeting this whole time? Oh, no. no. Oh, I haven't recorded it at all, actually. That's, I forgot I don't need to. Um, I can just put the videos in. But um, what time are we at, by the way? Uh, we got 10 minutes or 12 minutes. All right. So creators Trey, Trey Parker and Matt Stone were unfazed by the uproar recalling a long history of lawsuits, including battles with Scientology over their notorious episode mocking Tom Cruise. So I have the video of um, what they said to Meghan Markle, and it's, I haven't watched it yet, but I've seen the Tom Cruise one. And now I see... <laughs> well, South Park... So I'm glad that there's... 
I didn't know this existed until the show notes. Yeah. I'm glad that there's... Uh, so I'm just waiting for this ad to get over. I'm glad that there's someone who's un, who's poking fun at power, but is also unfazed by all this stuff. Um, Isn't that an HBO Max now, right? Uh, that's one of the places for sure. Yeah. Because I've seen all the movies and specials that, that they did on Paramount. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you hate journalists. That's, that's... Okay, time for some things I like and then some things that, that I hate. So things that I like. Let us begin with one of the great episodes of South Park ever. So South Park you know, is, is a show that I have enjoyed, I would say, on an infrequent basis from time to time. It's not like a regular watch for me. But there are certain episodes that are just classics. And they did, in fact, release a classic this week. It centered on Prince Harry and Meghan Markle and their consistent attempts to be private by constantly seeking attention. It's hysterically funny. So let me start with you, sir. You've lived a life with the royal family. You've had everything handed to you, but you say your life has been hard, and now you've written all about it in your new book, Wah. Yes, that's right, friend. You see, my wife and I are totally like, you should write a book because your family looks stupid, and then so are like journalists. So you hate journalists. That's right. And now you wrote a book that reports on the lives of the royal family. Right. So you're a journalist. We just want to be normal people. All this attention is so hard. Isn't it true, sir, that your questionable wife has her own TV show and hangs out with celebrities and does fashion magazines? What are you suggesting? Well, I just think some people might say that your Instagram-loving wife actually doesn't want her privacy. How <laughs> dare you, sir? My Instagram-loving wife has always wanted her privacy. <laughs> and you know what else? To hell with Canada. We are leaving. We'll go find some quiet place where we can be normal people. Come on, wife. We want privacy. We, <laughs> we want privacy. <laughs> we want privacy. <laughs> and uh, uh, that's funny. I love those guys. I, they're probably super, super authoritarian, left wing, everything. But and they're probably those artists that think that the one thing that should be untouched is art. But we shouldn't have guns. We shouldn't. We should all be vaccinated. I don't know. Who are the South Park guys? Maybe I don't know. I, I just, thought the main two were like libertarian dudes. I thought so. it might be I some right wing no conspiracy, I'm, but I've heard that from a million. I'm just people. assuming because I guess I'm just thinking about Hollywood. But you're probably maybe they you're poke right. fun of everyone though. So it's, yeah, well, I was gonna say even if they are that super left wing sort of authoritarian whatever, I I love their content. I will always support them. But, and the royal family, mega. I mean, dude. How good are those sweet sugar walls? <laughs> like, Dude. it must be the greatest. Box I don't understand. Ever. <laughs> I mean, look, she's a pretty gal, and I I used to watch Suits. I don't know why everyone makes fun of that show. I thought it was a good show, especially the first like four seasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I thought she was very pretty, but I mean, to go through all of this nonsense and to leave your family and all that, I don't know what she's doing. But he's apparently into it. Um, but I guess. Yeah, I just I hate him. This is becoming a, a normal theme on this show. I just I hate the elites, especially the the artistic elites, and especially but, ones that are crying about their existence and how hard uh, they have it and how they've been oppressed. Especially her and, talking about being black, like as if anyone's looking at her in a grocery store concerned. Like, see, people act like if they have a tinge of black, then people look at them as black. No, like she's probably a lot of her liberal white friends before she was rich and famous probably didn't really care about her because they're like eh, she is technically black but i'm kind of looking for more like a wakanda like <laughs> you're you're very whitewashed you're not really what i'm looking for i was kind of hoping an afro meg you think you could do an afro no Ugh. so yeah i don't 
the idea that she, up though. Yeah. The idea that her life has been so hard because of racism is ridiculous. I mean, in the royal family, oh, I've been discriminated against. Maybe there they're are a bunch, bunch of, of weird. British royalty, probably, who knows? Weird pro- inbred creeps, dude. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? We shouldn't care about them anyways. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty harsh on the I literally do not care about Britain. I usually I pull against the British UFC fighters half the time. I could not, I literally could not care less about the yeah. royal family and all that. And we have shows in America that pe- Americans watch. I don't I just will never I, I ever I don't get ever I mean, get it. We have royalty here in the US. It's this weird infatuation with just people need to be told what to do. I'm starting to just think that people People can't think for themselves. There's a few people who kind of, or I'd say 20% of people who kind of do their own things. They're independent people. And then the rest are just cattle. I'm hoping I'm wrong, but I'm just losing faith that humans can handle, human nature can handle, you know, thinking for themselves and liberty. I mean, I still believe it. I'd rather take that than the alternative, but I'm just like, I think people will still choose enslavement in some way, even if it's not explicit enslavement, they'll still do it's like all these papers that i'm studying and reading the majority of people they take their political they their p- political behavior is directly influenced by elite cues more than anything else information partisan lines party it's elite cues more than anything and typically it's the elites within their own party but i mean it's just the people at the top of the pyramid or the perceived top of the pyramid but I don't know. Uh, you have anything else? That's it for me. All right. Well, we will hit the, uh, if you want to hit the What Separates Us From Animals bumper, we will watch that, and then we will get out of here. Sorry, I'm not more interesting today, but I feel like I'm coming down with something. I don't feel too good. Oh, really? Like, Your yeah. energy feels good over there. Oh, really? I thought the only rough spot was, or like, I forgot. The, anyhow, no, yeah, no, I, I thought the only rough spot was in transitions there, and I couldn't get couldn't get my my words out. Your energy has been been good today. Uh, good, yeah. Well, I fell asleep really early yesterday, earlier than I normally do, and I didn't eat dinner. Haven't eaten the day. Worked out, so maybe I'm also just like, Bleh. but. Yeah, your, I don't know. Your, your energy feels good. All right, sweet. Um, well, here is, so I'll just let the video speak for itself. It's, um, I'm just so amazed. I, I like this segment because I do research for it, and I just find the coolest things. And humans really, I may not have faith in humans as far as being able to think for themselves, but we are a pretty cool species in many ways. So... You, you can see this, right? This is one of the largest hammers in the world. The media, let alone the public, never gets to see this. It's a counterblow hammer called the 85 Hammer in Cudahy, Wisconsin. It's five stories above the ground and five stories below the ground. The hammer weighs more than one million pounds and makes a real loud noise. It's owned by ATI Forged Products. The hammer is responsible for making components that go into the most extreme environments, like the center of a jet engine, and they're used in the mining industry. This massive hammer was originally built in 1959. It's a piece of manufacturing history that's still working today. This is one of the largest 
That is awesome. I know. That's pretty incredible. <laughs> I want to know how they get the, the giant top part to go up. I guess hydraulics. But back in the 50s, did they have hydraulics back in the 50s? Yeah. Uh, just computers weren't controlling them. But yeah, we... I mean, yeah, turrets, tank, all sorts of stuff back then was high hydraulics. Yeah. But man. Well... That like is it was incredible. all hydraulics when we didn't have electronics. It was it got swapped to electronics later on. But anyhow, sorry. Oh no, it's it's our show. We're not really yeah. going anywhere. I I just thought that that was incredible and interesting and doesn't have anything to do with what we're doing or what we're talking about. But um, all right. Well, we thank you for hanging out with us. We appreciate you. Um, hopefully, you know, wasn't too low ener- energy of a show, but kind of wrapped up last week. Um, tomorrow's Monday, so we'll have a lot of, I guess this will be coming out on Monday, but some new news should be out there. Um, if you watch to the end, to this point, uh, share this, share some of our clips, maybe not this, but go to our shorts, um, go to our clips playlist and, you know, help us grow. It's, I was saying earlier, you guys are, the algorithm's not going to help us. It's not going to show us to anyone new. So we're really relying on you guys to help us out. So, you know, if you're commenting, liking, whatever, um, just share it with somebody. Maybe they'll like it. Um, yeah, feel free to post it anywhere you want. And uh, we appreciate it. But other than that, if you're good. Good. Awesome. Well, keep a book on your nightstand. Read it before you go to bed. That way you're smarter tomorrow than you were today. We got to We got to We got the